local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Welcome to All Sports Talk, a Thursday edition. Hope everybody's having a great day. One day, a week away from Thanksgiving. I know despite this year of COVID, we've all still got plenty to be thankful for. Uh, Looking ahead, I do hope we have more to be thankful for next year. But this will be gone. It's uh, It's... Put a change on our lives. Certainly put a, a, a change in athletics. And um, that's what we talk about on this show. And um, We're hitting the end of the high school football season. Uh, we've got the quarterfinals of the state playoffs um, uh, tomorrow night. Um, and right here in Murfreesboro, we've got a big one. Riverdale and Oakland, two the longest going city rivalry in Murfreesboro. Always dubbed the Battle of the Borough. It's going to be the Battle of the Borough Part Two, at least for 2020. Mighty Oakland undefeated at 12 and 0. Riverdale at 10 and 2. Oakland won eight straight region championships. Riverdale trying to get back to the pinnacle of this league. Uh, I think regardless of what transpires tomorrow night, Riverdale's done that this year. Uh, They had a really good year. Only lost one region game. That was to Oakland. They've already won two playoff games and reached this point. And as we said all week, uh, 26 of 27 years, Rutherford County will be in the state semifinals. It's going to be a fun game tomorrow, I think. Um, Obviously, I think Riverdale has to play at a very high level and, you know, play a very clean game. And by that, I mean not a lot of penalties, no turnovers, no special team miscues. All those little ingredients – needed to um, cook up a recipe, I mean, cook up an upset. That's the recipe for an upset. Get a couple turnovers, play turnover-free football, get a break or two, don't lose your cool, and don't have a lot of penalties. You know, I see so many teams this year get those, you know, get the hold on first down and then you're first and 20. Some teams first and 20 isn't nothing, but some teams aren't built that way. They like to chew up clock. Now, Riverdale is, um, it it can make big plays offensively, but they're a grinded out type of team. Um, You know, Oakland can get first and 20. It's not that big a deal. They got four or five different people can take it to the house on any play. So, and I think Coach Will Kreisky pointed that out Saturday when he joined us on the Prentice-Alsa Heating and Air Coaches Corner. Um, every single play, you got to be focused defensively because they will try to take it to the house every play. You know, they run a they run a trap. They fully intend on scoring a touchdown on it. They're not just trying to get a first down. So, I think um, – you know, certainly Riverdale is the underdog. Um, somebody, you know, you got to say Oakland's the favorite until somebody does something about it. And of late, no one's been able to do anything about it. But I think Riverdale played toe-to-toe with them for a half and has a lot of confidence they can draw out of that. Plus, since that game, they played their best football of the year. Oakland's played good football all year. But since that game, I think Riverdale, you know, I think you look uh, at Warren County, which had a very good team this year. Um, Riverdale went there and just dismantled them. Shut 
them and C.J. Taylor down. Beat them like 39-6. to six. Oakland had some issues with them. You know, it was about the only – I think the final ended up 36-20. to 20. Uh, But, you know, that was a one-score game for uh, much of the game. And uh, so I think Riverdale's got plenty of confidence. You know Oakland's got confidence. They know they're supposed to be here. They know they're good. You know, does Riverdale think they're good enough to beat Oakland? That's that's a big key, too, going in. You can't have any type of – I'm not saying they don't have a defeatist attitude. They don't. But do you have a do you have in the back of your mind or you're like, ooh, if we fall down seven to nothing early, is it over? Here we go again. You can't do that. And this is a very mature Riverdale team. A lot of senior leadership. Um, so I just think it's got the earmarkings for a tremendous game. Uh I hope it is a good game. Uh I think there'll be a good crowd. Great atmosphere. And, uh, hey, the winner gets Maribel. If it's Riverdale, they'll go to Maribel. If Oakland wins, Maribel will come here. That's if Maribel wins. Maribel's going to win. I don't think I'm um, being overly bold in that uh, prediction there, by the way. Um, but <laughs> um, on the west side, you've got uh, Franklin at Brentwood. Franklin. Huge upset last week, beating Ravenwood. Um, Franklin, number four seed, going deep into the playoffs. They visit Brentwood, who had an unbelievable comeback to beat a really good Independence team. Um, and you've got Bartlett at Collierville. You know, I mentioned a few weeks ago. Thought Bartlett might be a team to watch. Uh, they had beaten uh, Thomas McDaniel's um, Christian Brothers team, and that was kind of an eye-opener for me because I was like, he's got a good team every year. Uh, so um, eight good teams left. We have two. We'll only have one after this week. But um, really looking forward to um, tomorrow. Um, and I do hope we have a a good clean game and a, and a and a tight one. You know, I think um, whoever wins this game, they need you know um, nothing wrong with a tight game because you're probably going to have one next week. But uh, we shall see. All right, you're listening to All Sports Talk. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. It's a slick pig barbecue, spicy wings and Brunswick stew, everything made fresh for you at the slick pig barbecue. There's lean smoked turkey and chicken too, ribs so tender don't need to chew, well come on folks, I'm telling you, it's a slick pig barbecue. In 1920 East Main, you're gonna love the pig. The slick pig barbecue, a Murfreesboro tradition. Here's Dr. Craig McCabe at McCabe Vision Center. The masks are most effective when the people around you are wearing them, and they work best when everybody's wearing them. Dr. Craig McCabe, the eye doctor you hear on the radio. You know, you think of the country's economy going down because of all these things, and that's absolutely true in every single way. McCabe Vision Center on Heritage Park Drive, just off Memorial, behind SunTrust Bank. Wear it in public and just get used to it. Parks Auction, we handle everything. The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters 
of local high school and MTSU sports. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. Your home, your auto, together, they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. It's smart to protect them together. Give me a call at 615-893-1417. And let me help you save by combining your home and auto. WGNS Primetime Sports. Sponsored by the law offices of John Day. If you've been injured, go to johndaylegal.com. Thursday night, we talk local sports on Primetime Sports. Presented by Ideas Tees. Conversation begins at 6 o'clock. Hope you'll be able to join us for that. On Friday night, pregame at 6, kickoff at 7. We're at Ray Hughes Stadium in Oakland High School. The number one seed, Patriots, the number one team in the state, taking on the number three team in the state, the second seed from the region, Riverdale. A big one, the Battle of the Borough, playoff style. Friday night, 6 pregame, 7 o'clock for the kickoff. Saturday morning, the Prentice also Heating and Air Coaches Corner is on the air. We're talking football and girls basketball. MTCS Cougar Corner as well on the air. Then Saturday afternoon on WGNS, the Middle Tennessee Blue Raiders travel to Troy to take on the Trojans. Pre-game begins at 1 o'clock right here on your Blue Raiders Sports flagship station, News Radio WGNS. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. All righty, the Blue Raiders are at Troy this week. Of course, MTSU. Um, played at home against Troy the second game of the season. Got smacked around pretty good. Got smacked around pretty good at Marshall uh, last week, albeit playing pretty well in the first half, particularly defensively. But, boy, they just gave up too much through the air. Uh, Something came out this week from MTSU. Uh, MTSU's graduation success rate. Set a new school record, 93%, was announced by the NCAA on Tuesday. Uh, it's the seventh straight year. Middle has um, either equaled or set a new school record in that. The MTSU football team score of 95% tied for third nationally. Um, Northwestern and Duke, 97%. MTSU, 95%. Vanderbilt, 95%. Um, and Rice was 88%, also out of Conference USA. And I know what the sports fans going to say. Yeah, well, what are you doing on the field? Don't blame you. Understand it. But to play devil's advocate, they are there to go to school. Now, they get their school paid for by playing football. Um, But I think if you're an MTSU fan or if you're just an MTSU alumnus and don't give a flip about athletics, you ought to be proud of your football program from that standpoint because that is why they're there, to get an education. They're getting educations, and that's a good thing. Now, do we expect – Success on the field? Yes, absolutely. I think you got to demand it. They haven't had it this year. They didn't have it last year. Got six wins in the last two years. Not good enough by any stretch of the imagination. MTSU hoops. Blue Raiders start Wednesday. The men against Akron. They're playing down in Estera, Florida, Gulf Coach, Gulf Classic, or something like that. Mashed up against Akron, which won the the MAC last year. So tough opener for them. Got a good little field down there. Galston Pease there, East Carolina maybe. Some pretty good, some good solid competition. Lady Raiders straight out of the gate, Louisville, uh, perennial. Um, Top five team in the country. Um, 
like the Lady Raiders are headed for good things. Then on next Sunday, uh, Lady Raiders host Vanderbilt. So you get a Big East school. I mean, get an ACC school, then you get an SEC school. As Coach Ensel said, he thinks their schedules, non-conference schedules, as good as anybody's in the country. And I'm not going to argue with him about that. So kind of getting to that time of the year where we're kind of the sports overlap a little bit. It's a lot of fun. Um, but um, back to college football um, and the Blue Raiders uh, going to Troy. You know, lots changed since week two. I'm sure Troy's better. I think Middle's better. Uh, hadn't been good enough every Saturday. But I'll be honest with you, I didn't know if they'd win a game. I really didn't. Um, but they've gone out. They've played their schedule. They've played hard. You get to this point, I'm sure there's some just want it to get over with. Um, but if you're a senior – uh, and you plan on graduating and don't plan on coming back next year. Um, they're going to play the last two like it's their last two games ever. Um, you know, the one thing about this year, it's not counting against anyone's eligibility. That could be um, helpful to MTSU next year. I'm sure they're playing some guys that maybe they didn't, didn't think they'd be playing them as much this year whether it's from opt-outs, from players, injuries, uh, things like that. But it's obviously at most positions, um, MTSU's got to upgrade. They've got to upgrade big time. Again, I want to wish um, Coach Kermit Davis the best, former Blue Raider coach and out Ole Miss, uh, tested positive for COVID-19, uh, couldn't miss the first two games of the season. They're in a tournament, so they're playing next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, uh, just like MTSU is. Um, so we do wish him the best. Um, arrangements have been made for Dr. Fred Lovelace at Woodfin's Funeral Home Friday, 2 to 4. Two to four visitation, a memorial service to follow. Of course, old Fred, as we called him, um, great Blue Raider supporter. Talked to his son Mike last night. Um, obviously, mourning the loss of his dad and uh, you know, and his grandkids and his wife um, Mary. Uh, but Fred had a great life. Uh, he was a friend to a lot of people. And uh, maybe a lot of people didn't know, you know, Fred graduated from Peabody, you know, Vanderbilt, um, was a, a Vanderbilt season ticket holder, football and um, basketball. Um, when they moved to Murfreesboro, um, Fred and Dr. Hunt, they started uh, the Murfreesboro Anesthesiology. Easy. I, I can't hardly say it, much less um, trying to learn it like Dr. Fred did. Um, they started that group, and, of course, now there's probably hundreds of them in our fair city. Um, but he had a great um, personal life. He had a great professional life. Um, I did not know this. Mike told me last night. Helped start junior pro basketball here in Rutherford County. Fred actually wanted to be a coach and a math teacher. Did not know that. Um, so... Anyway, uh, further condolences to that family. Um, gonna be, it's not going to be the same without seeing Fred down there beside us on press row um, watching the ball game. And he knew everybody. Go to a game, referees come up and talk to him. Um, he just um, just had that, um, that good personality. And um, he mentored a lot of those players over the years. Um, he was good. He befriended the coaches. And uh, old Fred's going to be missed.
Speaking of basketball, the uh, NBA draft was held last night. Probably not heavily watched. Don't think it's going to be the top-ranked show in the country. I did kind of peek in just um, out of curiosity. Um, Anthony Edwards, shooting guard out of Georgia. We knew he was a one-and-done. Uh, went one to the Timberwolves. James Wiseman, who's from Nashville. He played his senior year at Memphis, but or his second year at Memphis, but he didn't um, – or his first year at Memphis, he really didn't even play. He started, but had been ruled ineligible, um, actually played a game, and then just went ahead and um, decided he wasn't going to play. But anyway, he went to the Golden State Warriors, which was a great pick. Unfortunately, Clay Thompson – one of the best shooters in, in M- maybe NBA history um, goes down with an apparent Achilles injury. So, terrible for them. Charlotte Hornets took LaMelo Ball. I guess um, um, Michael Jordan, uh, They his group, they picked him. I guess LeVar and Michael Jordan can have their one-on-one game. Uh, Patrick Williams out of Florida State goes to the Bulls. Isaac Okoro of Auburn goes to the Cavaliers. Uh, guy that I liked watching in college, Obi Toppin out of Dayton. He goes to the Knicks. Um, Cole Anthony, son of Greg Anthony out of North Carolina. Uh, he went to the Magic. Aaron Nesmith who we didn't really see play at Vanderbilt, another Nashville kid, Um, could be a steal. He is an unbelievable shooter. He um, uh, went to the Celtics uh, via Memphis. So, um, and Vanderbilt had, the other guy's name escapes me, that um, was drafted. So, um, Vanderbilt flavor, a little Nashville flavor there. But Nesmith... Um, can just flat shoot it. Uh, he is a pure shooting uh, forward, or actually, or a stretch forward guard. I mean, he, he can do a lot of things. And I know not everybody's into the NBA, uh, but I keep up with it a little bit. You know, I don't watch a whole game, that's for sure. Um, but I do pay attention to the playoffs, and it's always interesting to watch the draft. All righty, you're listening to um, All Sports Talk. We'll take a break. Uh, We'll be right back, and Chip Walters will fill us in with some stuff in MKSU with the Blue Raider Insider Report. WGNS. Listen to us anywhere. News Radio WGNS is Rutherford County's place to talk. 100.5, 101.9, 1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. It's a stop and go line here up and down sections. Uh, Last cache is Pike. Also, uh, 231 headed back out towards Shelbyville. Looking good as far as interstate accidents. Now, it can get heavy at times on 24 eastbound. Of course, coming past 231. Jurassic Quest drive through the first ever drive through Dino Family Experience. It's in its final week at the Nashville Super Speedway. you got to check it out at JurassicQuest.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. In retirement, it's all about income. Your money, making money. Learn how it's done with Retirement Income Solutions Radio with Nathan Cox and Lindsay Cotter. Saturdays at noon and Sunday afternoons at 1. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. 
Jennings and Ayers. Every team knows which play can be a winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. Your ride, your stuff. You live with them together. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Womack. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining your auto and renters. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help, a true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go blue. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters, play-by-play voice of the Blue Raiders. Chip, what's up today? You know, there's a saying that goes around Blue Raider Athletics. They want you to leave here with a championship ring on one hand and a diploma in the other. We've talked about successes on the field and on the court. Today, we're going to talk about the classroom. Middle Tennessee's NCAA graduation success rate set a new school record at 93%, as announced by the NCAA National Office this week. It's the seventh straight year that Middle has either equaled or set a new school record. The graduation success rate is a four-year measure of freshmen and athletic transfers who entered Middle Tennessee between the fall semester of 2010 and the spring semester of 2013. And this marks the eighth straight year that Middle has scored above 80%. The Blue Raiders also rank second out of the 14 schools in Conference USA, trailing only Rice, who scored a 94. Middle Tennessee and Rice were the only schools to top the 90% mark. Middle Tennessee had eight programs score perfect 100% GSR score. They included baseball, men's basketball, men's golf, men's tennis, women's basketball, women's golf, soccer, and volleyball all registering a 100% score. Football was next in line with an impressive 95. Let's give you how the schools around Conference USA stacked up overall as far as their entire athletic department. Rice had a 94, middle 93, then you drop to Charlotte at 89, UAB and Marshall also at 89, UTEP in North Texas 86, Southern Miss 84, FIU and FAU 84, UTSA 83, Western Kentucky 82, Old Dominion 81, and Louisiana Tech 78. Now, the football scores for each of the schools, Middle Tennessee was number one in Conference USA and in the top five in the nation with a 95 score. They're followed by Rice, Marshall, UTEP, UTSA, North Texas, Charlotte, FAU, UAB, Southern Miss, FIU, Western Kentucky, Old Dominion, and rounding out 14 out of 14 is Louisiana Tech with a score of 61. Speaking of academics, Middle Tennessee cross-country junior Brian Rono was named to the Conference USA Men's Cross-Country All-Academic Team for the 2020 season. That was announced Tuesday by the league office. The honor is the first for a male runner since Sampson Laurie was named to the team in 2016. All right, let's talk basketball a minute. The Middle Tennessee men's team gearing up for an exciting and unique season in 2021, and the Blue Raiders have a big home matchup against Ole Miss on December 16th. Normally, we'd anticipate a large crowd for this home game, but due to COVID-19, we've been forced to reduce arena capacity to 15% or 1,725 at Murphy Center. Both 
Basketball teams will be feeling the effects of reduced capacity home crowds all season long, but it's especially noticeable for this high-profile game. As a way to virtually generate support, the Blue Raiders will be hosting a virtual ticket sellout, benefiting the Middle Tennessee Athletic Department by helping mitigate the loss of revenue due to COVID-19, and all fans can participate and purchase virtual tickets to the game against Ole Miss and former head coach Kermit Davis for just $10 each as a donation to the BRA. Fans will receive a souvenir commemorative ticket for each virtual ticket purchased. Hope that you can do that. All right, Tennis signed a couple of players. You can find out more about them on uh, GoBlueRaiders.com. They include Oscar Polson, and the latest that came in was John Chin of Jamaica. That's it for this Thursday. We'll give you a game preview of Middle Tennessee and Troy coming up tomorrow right here. All right, Chip, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And remind everyone, the Blue Raider Inside Report, brought to each day by Wayne Blair and Rayborn Insurance, Steve Ruckert, and REI Advisors, and Mike Tanzel, and my team insurance. We'll take a break and be right back. Buying a quality pre-owned vehicle from City Auto is the smartest car buying decision you can make. Hear what our customers have to say. Here at City Auto, the experience was great. We were in and out. You're not going to be hassled. They come in, they gave me a price. Greg Hall at City Auto Sales. City Auto is our largest inventory lot right there. We have financing. So come by and see us or just check them out there on the website, cityauto.com. Check out all of those vehicles. City Auto, the wholesale auto mall shop where the dealer shop. Hi there, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamm and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want to be your realtor. 2020 appears to be another dynamic year in real estate, and if you've been in your home for a while, you might be surprised what it's gained in value. Get in touch with me, and we'll set up an absolutely free, no-obligation real estate review for you. Go to my website, choosechip.net, or give me a call, 615-542-1915. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. We're now going to be joined by Tara James, the head girls basketball coach at Providence of Christian Academy and is also the athletic director. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, Monty. Having a good day. It's a little sunshine out there. We've had some basketball games. Um, just got off a Zoom call with the regional ADs, so things are going well. Good deal. You're still wearing many hats, huh? Wearing many hats, yes, sir. You need you need to toss some of them hats to LeBron. Well, that just happened. He has actually taken over middle school basketball games, which doesn't sound like a ton, but it gives me a little time um, where I don't have to be here necessarily, and I have a daughter playing, so I can just kind of hang out and be a parent. So, it's a good thing. There you go. <laughs> so, are you going to be? Are you close to coaching your daughter? Well, I had to coach their first game only due to um, contact tracing with the head coach. I found out the day of, so I got to coach my daughter's very first middle school game. Oh, wow. So she's a seventh grader then, right? She's a, actually a sixth grader. Sixth grader, okay. Yeah, right. I did not do the substitution or play her, so I can't take responsibility for that, but the assistant coach did play her quite a bit, okay. so it made me look bad. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's talk about your team. You opened the season with Brentwood Academy. Uh, you know that's going to be a bear of an opponent uh, right off the bat. I think they beat you by about 18 or so. But uh, just your thoughts about that game and how it unfolded and what you liked and what you didn't like. Sure. We um, opened up uh, scoring a bunch. And I'll have to look. Yeah, i got my book right here. Um it was 19 to 17 at the end of the first quarter, which for us, we were down by, no, we were up by two. For us, it was quite a few points in one quarter. So on one hand, I was thrilled with the scoring opportunities. On the other hand, you already know what I'm going to say. Defensively, our goal is to give up 40 points or less in a game, and we gave up 20 basically in the first quarter. Um, so shooting the ball well, I'm very guard heavy this year, so it's a, it's a bit of a different pace, which is fun for me. Um, so I was pleased on one hand, but on the other hand going, this is not good. (laughs) 
we need to pick it up defensively. Um, at halftime, it was 35 to 41. Um, they were up by six. We had about a two-minute spell where we let them get a, a 12-0 run, and then we took a timeout, regrouped, and came back out and closed the gap a little bit. So at halftime, against a team like that, being down six, I'm pretty pleased, other than a few adjustments we need to make um, defensively. And then third quarter hit, and they we had 10 in the third, and they had 14. So still kind of hanging in there, but I could see the wheels were starting to fall off for us a bit. You know, more turnovers, shot selection not as strong, um, and then they outscored us uh, by 11 in the fourth. So not discouraged at all. I mean, I kind of sign up for these games where it's difficult to get to get the win. Um, but um, overall, they have a good team as usual, coached by Rhonda Blades, who's excellent. Um, used to play at Vandy, if you remember that. Yeah. And she's got some very talented girls, including a 6'2 girl that signed with LSU. So, I mean, the score doesn't really indicate how close it was throughout the entire game, but it made us better, and that was the point of the game. So, overall, pleased, and uh, the girls are not discouraged, and we're just looking ahead. Well, I mean, you're playing against one of the – better teams in 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 the highest division in division two and um i'm sure though you look up at halftime and it's 41 to 35 and in a lot of your games that looks like your final score um and you know that um how good that team is offensively and you you got to wonder hey can we keep our part of the deal going offensively and and that is tough when you are guard oriented. Oh yeah, definitely. And when you've got a six two, six three girl in the in the paint, you know, we, we were making a lot of outside shots early. I think we were forty percent um in the first half going into the second half and so you know, I said to the girls, if we're going to stay in it, it's going to have to be defense. Um and of course they've heard me say that a bazillion times, but based on what I had seen making outside shots and <clears throat> so on and so forth we just we knew that we needed to to step up defensively and kind of slow down their role um, but they've got a lot of a lot of talented kids on their team and so I'm a little worried at halftime but also thankful that we were hanging with them this is off topic a little because but um you being the ad you've got a home game um Obviously, you're focused on having to coach the game, but you're AD also. Your school has done a great job this year with COVID pro, you know, protocols. And, you know, everybody's going to have issues, some more than others. But y'all haven't closed your doors. How are you going to handle home basketball games as far as people with masks? And I'll tell you why I ask you this question after you answer it. Okay. Well, it's interesting that you say that. You know, we, before Monday, what we have said, I mean, TSSAA has a lot of recommendations um, on this, and, and we take them as recommendations. We want to keep our people safe. We want to take into consideration what you're recommending. But at the end of the day, we're going to do what we think is best for our community and the uh, visitors that we have coming in. So before Monday, we were not limiting capacity. We were letting folks in the gym, as long as they had a mask on, um, you know, temperature check when they come in, reading the paperwork that you see everywhere. Um, and so um, that's where we were going. But, man, Monty, I'd look around and think, this, this is packed. I mean, there was no social distancing. Um, we had our mask on, but it was just packed for middle school games. And I told you before we got on the show that our middle school boys are extremely talented. I'm coached by Greg Grinsing. And so we talked as um, administrators uh, before Monday and said, all right, with the high school season kicking off, everyone in the region is limiting capacity. I think we need to get on board with that as well. And so we have limited um, down to about 50% or less, which is not many people in our gym, but it definitely, as we looked around on Monday night and Tuesday night for middle school and varsity high school basketball games, it definitely looked – um, safer for everybody. There was some space, and everybody had masks on. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah, I think the enforcement of the mask is 
critical, and I'm going to tell you why I asked the question. Sure. I, I sent a photographer out to shoot a game the other night, and um, I got an email from him yesterday, you know, essentially saying, hey, Monty, I'm sorry. He goes, basketball is my favorite sport to shoot, but nobody's wearing masks. And, you know, I got my family to take care of. I've got an extended family uh, in my house to take care of, and um, I'm going to just have to walk away from it right now. So I know people, you got so many people that are up in arms about masks and this and that. And, you know, I heard a, a, a friend of mine the other day, he goes, I don't mind wearing a mask. I don't like somebody telling me I have to wear it. And I'm like, well, you know, they tell you to wear a seat belt, and if you don't, uh, they write a ticket for it. So I'm curious to how schools, and I brought it up because y'all have had so much success being able to keep your school open and playing sports. I, I was just kind of curious to how um, people are going to, you know, follow that mandate, or are they going to suggest it, or they're like, hey, no, you got to have a mask to come in there. Yeah. You have to have a mask on in our gym, and this is my philosophy on that. And I've told our parents, and, and we've sent out emails to our communities. Um, it is, it doesn't matter if they're asking me to spin on my head. Like, regardless if you think it is necessary or not necessary, when you come in our gym and in our building, you've got to have a mask on. Um, and... Like I said, if this allows our kids to get to play, I have no problem coming up to you in the bleachers or, or our game administrator, because it wouldn't be me when we're playing, and saying, hey, I'm going to need you to put your mask back on. Um, I'd have no problem, because, Monty, it's allowing our kids to play. And so far, it has worked in our school, and as long as we're able to play games and as long as this virus is still out here, this is what we'll be doing at PCA. And I will tell you, we've played in the middle school, county schools. We've played, um, you know, BA the other night. Our boys played Franklin Classical. And everybody is, I've not had a problem yet um, with somebody just not willing to put their mask on. Well, that's good to hear. We're joined today by Tara James. She's the athletic director and girls basketball coach at PCA. Uh, we'll take a, take a quick break and be right back. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Good afternoon. It's just stop and go out here up and down sections of Last Cash's Pike. Also, uh, 231 headed back out towards Shelbyville. Looking good as far as interstate accidents. Now, it can get heavy at times on 24 eastbound, of course, coming past 231. Jurassic Quest drive through the first ever drive through Dino Family Experience. It's in its final week at the Nashville Super Speedway. you got to check it out at JurassicQuest.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time travel. We do it your way at Pizza. When consistency is your set standard, the reward is loyalty. Sir Pizza would like to thank their loyal Murfreesboro customers for their continued support. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Kent Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Welcome back to All Sports Talk. This portion brought to you by First Bank. Locations in the borough, Woodbury, Nashville, and 46 others across the state. That's First Bank. All right, Coach, uh, upcoming, you've got Ezell Harding. Well, our boys have Ezell Harding, and we have Beach High School. Um, our, the Ezell Harding does not, to my understanding at this point, have a varsity team. So the boys are playing them, and then we picked up Beach pretty uh, probably in the last week. So we're playing Beach High School. Boys have Ezell Harding, and then Monday we play Innsworth, and the boys play Riverside Christian. All right, so you open up with B.A., 
Beach, <laughs> which is a perennially a good team. Yeah. Uh, and then Innsworth. Yeah, uh, you and go, then throw in Beach High School in between there. Yeah, you're uh, you're kind of doing a Rick Insel, Insel uh, school of scheduling there. <laughs> yeah, I have done this probably for the last three years. I'll tell you, last year I did some of these tough games late in the season. I'm not so sure I'll do that again. Um, and so I'm kind of knocking them out in the beginning. The team understands the philosophy of you play these good teams early, you get better, you expose your issues, and then you go into district play, and you're you're ready to go. And they don't look as intimidating because you've played the best. Yeah. Um, you, you know, you've played Innsworth, who looks like a college team at times. It's a little scary. When we added Beach High School on Friday, I mean, they're very solid. Great record last year. Great coach. Huge high school, comparatively speaking. Um who's had a lot of success over the years, I pulled my seniors in and went, hey, we could we could be 0-3 here after <laughs> the first few games. You know, we could compete with these teams, and that's what we want to do, and there's a chance we could win. But I want to be very honest with you. We could be 0-3, and so we don't have to pick up Beach on Friday night. We don't have to play that game. And they looked at me and said, no, we want to play. We want to play. And I said, all right, well, then I support that. But you're going to have to understand what the goal, what the objective is, how we're trying to get better. These ga- these games don't necessarily matter. You don't have a coach who's concerned about her record. I'm just concerned about what happens at the end of the season. And so they all agreed, and we're going to roll through it. But I did let them have some input on the beach game. Well, you know, and to me, and my opinion doesn't matter, but um... – I think you're in a perfect situation to play teams like that. You've got an experienced team. You've got a good team that's going to compete at a high level in your division. Now, maybe not every year you would want to schedule those games because if if you know going in, I don't have an experienced team. My team's probably not going to be real good this year. They're not going to get anything out of those type games. Whereas, absolutely not. Whereas this, this team can get a lot out of those games. Yeah, and we did. I mean, the, it was a twenty-point difference, but the fact that we were able to compete and adjust and make changes and see problems—you know, things that we need to work on. Rebounding, like we've got to rebound. We're not a very tall team, and so. You don't have to be tall to get rebounds. You just have to have a will and a desire to go get the ball. Um, and so it, it helped us most definitely. And we're, yesterday in practice, girls were encouraged. Nobody was down. Um, and so, so far, the first game has served its purpose. But as you know, it is difficult to keep your head up if it's over and over. And so we just have to keep the long-term goal in mind. Um, kind of move on a little bit and kind of back to the COVID situation. I know some teams that some places that typically hold holiday tournaments are not going to. I know some are still on. Your kind of thoughts about that? Um, you know, I, we reached out to Cannon County today because they're supposed to be having the um, Thanksgiving Classic, and our boys and our girls will be attending that. We'll be playing Seagull. Um, and also um, a team out of Franklin. I'm, I'm blanking on who we play second. So we play Ravenwood. And so um, we're comfortable going. And, and, you know, even if the the holiday classics are not, our opponents are not recommending masks or you don't have to have that or um, they're going to clean out in between gyms or they're not going to, we just need to handle our people. You know, we just need to make sure we are going to wear masks until game time. We are going to wear masks on the bench. Um, we are going to wash hands and anything we can do, Monty, to be able to play. And um, while I hate that some of these classics are deciding to shut down some of the tournaments, I also understand it because it's a lot of people in and out in a day or two. All right. Before we let you go, uh, let's talk about the boys. Uh, uh, 1-0 always has a good ring to it. Oh, absolutely. You know, they play so hard. I hope you get an opportunity to come watch them. Carrie has those guys, and I know I said it last year, but they're stronger than they were last year physically. I mean, um, Carrie has had them in the weight room working with Will Santi, who's incredible with our guys, and so they look different. I mean, they've they've been in there really, really working, and so our guys look different. 
they're competing at a different level. Um, they were out. Uh, they had a starter out in their very first game, and guys filled in the gap. Um, actually, had two key players out um, due to contact tracing, and so um, that's how it's going to be this year. But the guys are competing well. It was nice to see Carey get you know start out with one and zero. So I look to them to compete very well this year. They beat Franklin Classical sixty-two to forty-eight, and what's Max's last name? McMurray. McMurray, twenty-seven points, and I know when we talked with Kerry last week, um, he um, he mentioned him as a guy they would they would lean on, and so great start for him. It is a great start. I was hoping to keep him a little bit more of a secret leading up into district play, but. Uh, cat's out of the bag, Monty. He's he's a good player and he can score, so it'll be fun to watch. We had a good time with Kerry last week. He's full of energy, and and I waited till the very end. I said, "All right, Kerry, this is the most important question I'm gonna ask you <laughs> in this interview." And so he's got. I know he's thinking, "What is he talking about?" I said, "Right, right." I said, "Did your golf game get any better this year?" <laughs> That's it. I bet he said yes. <laughs> he goes, "It absolutely did," because obviously he helped Philip Pettit out, your boys and girls golf coach. And he goes, "Yes, it absolutely did." So, yeah. Said, hey, his dad was in the gym the other night for the game. Of course, he played at MTSU, standout player, and he had a hat on that had the. And I hadn't seen this hat. It was an MTSU hat that had the final score of the Michigan State MTSU game um, from the tournament. I don't. What year was that, Monty? Uh, three years ago, four years ago. So that was kind of cool to see. And his dad, his mom and dad are at every game. But um, it's pretty sad because my brother will come in and go, well, he's my age. <laughs> Your head coach's dad is my age, so we're getting older. But Yeah, well, he... Part of it. It is. Hey, every but hey, the way I look at it now, every birthday is a great birthday. <laughs> that's true. That's better than the alternative. That's Absolutely. Right. Well, Tara, uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, good luck uh, in your upcoming games, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Monty. That's Tara James joining us today on All Sports Talk. That'll do it for today. The coach, Preston O'Neill, will join me tomorrow, and we'll talk to you then. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel, Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates, First Bank, Mike Tansel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with City Auto Sales, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.